0: Welcome to The Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University.
1: Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael.
0: What story do you have today?
1: Michael, here's a story from George Morell.
2: Back in, um, in high school, around 17, I was coaching Middle school basketball. It was middle school boys. And obviously, around that age, around 13, 14, they're pretty volatile. You know, their jokes sometimes get out of hand. And I was coaching with my friend. And we were coaching at Boca Hoops. Right on military. And all the all these boys are in middle school. We used to have practice uh, two days a week. And games were on Saturday. And for some reason... These middle schoolers had no respect for anyone, so they would they would obviously make jokes they'd they'd play pranks on us, and we were we were kind of getting to our breaking point, so there was one day at practice, and uh they had been extremely extremely rowdy that day, and we were going through practice, obviously they're fooling around, we're trying to get them reined in. And they, one of them decides it'd be funny to take my keys and hide them. So we get through practice. We're, we're doing all the drills. And I go back and I look in the chair and I see my wallet. I see my phone. But my keys are missing. By that time I was driving, I needed my keys to get home. I had a lot of homework to do, so I needed to get home. And I look at the team, I go, it had to be one of them. So I start going around, start asking who took my keys. And all. obviously, they're all going to deny it. They all act uh, <laughs> ignorant about the situation. And I said, okay. So I go over to the parents. I said, hey, um, I don't want to accuse any of your kids, but, you know, my keys are missing. and And the kids were the only ones in the court. So I had him I had him searching around for the keys. Obviously, one of them knew where they were. And we had him searching around for the keys for about 20 to 25 minutes. That's how long they wanted to keep this these little antics up. So finally, one kid I guess really wanted to go home. He said, "I know where your keys are." So I go, "Okay. Where are my keys?" The kid had thrown them in a tree, and they were stuck up there, so we had to call maintenance, get a ladder, climb the tree, and grab my keys, so I go back over to the parents, I say, um, hey, just so you know, all of the kids, I'm pretty sure, knew where my keys were, and we just spent 25 minutes looking for them. And obviously, they're they're not happy with their kids' actions. So I said, listen, I'm going to teach them a very important lesson today about life. And we're going to make them run. And surprisingly, all the parents were okay with it. So for about 15 minutes, I had the kids running from line to line, get a little water break, and then go back, blow the whistle, they, they run again. And uh, by the end of it, I said, uh, I said what what did we learn about taking other people's stuff? And they had learned an important lesson about how life really is. You don't play those kind of jokes without consequences. So for the rest of the season, so I somehow earned the respect from that. I became uh, more of a scary coach than I did a uh, benevolent one because... They saw my kindness and took it for weakness. Decided to teach them you don't take advantage of people just for their kindness. And I became a respected coach among the team.
0: George Morell, a story about coaching.
1: He sounds like the greatest coach. He sounds so responsible. And these kids took such liberties with him it's just the story breaks my heart
0: i love it it's like he was learning just as much as the the middle schoolers were even though he was only in high school
1: well, he did certainly know a lot. For uh, They didn't show him respect, but he sure showed the parents respect. He turned to the parents and he said, see what's going on. I've got to get them to run. I got to teach them a lesson and checked in with them and said, you know, all this time was wasted. And he showed this is one of those stories where, sure. When we tell a story about ourselves, we shape the uh, understanding people are going to have of our behavior. That is uh, definitely par for the course. But we see such a great role model in George in the way that he's telling the story. He doesn't say nasty things about him. He says volatile. He says the jokes get out of hand. He even laughs at one point. He's being so even tempered about the whole thing, trying to get them reined in. And I just thought this was the most charming story, but better George than me. I don't think I could have handled it with such equanimity.
0: No, I would have left a long time ago. He, he knew, someone knew where those keys were, yet all those kids stuck together. And we still don't know who threw those keys in the tree.
1: I've got two questions about this story. One, I wonder if the kids got any revenge on the kid who told. I wonder if he was considered a snitch. And the other thing is, did you think just for a minute that maybe George was going to play a prank on the kids. I mean, what he did is, I think, standard coach practice for what you want to do when people misbehave, you have them run. But I almost wondered if then he had in his mind a prank to play on them.
0: The way he was telling the story, I was kind of doubting the kids even took it. I thought maybe he just lost the keys and and was going to blame it on the kids.
1: Oh, I didn't think that for a minute because he just sounded like such a good guy. The exact same story told by a different person could have had a whole different feel to it. It, There could have been a lot more anger. You, You felt his frustration, certainly, and you felt his sense of responsibility, not wanting to waste time, wanting to teach the kids, but you didn't sense anger from the storyteller. And I thought that was really... A good way to be an educator.
0: It's it's almost kind of good how it turned out because the parents saw how rotten the kids were being, and they were supporting the punishment. So that that kind of changed the whole thing around as far as respect goes.
1: It really did. And I'm so glad that none of the parents said, you're not doing that to my child, which definitely could have happened. That's why he checked in. I just thought it was a very all's well that ends well kind of story where, you know, maybe one or more of those kids did actually learn a lesson.
0: And George, he kept on coaching for the national championship.
1: And they won it. That's (laughs) the sequel to this story. And it's all because of him.
0: Well, thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. We would love to hear more stories of South Florida from our listeners. How can they get in touch with you?
1: Send an email to C Neil, that's C N as in Nancy, E I L E, at F as in Frank, A U dot E D U. I don't need a summary, just uh, request instructions. They're really simple.
0: Our website also has contact information and archive stories at WLRN dot Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen.
1: Thank you, Michael. See you next week.
0: Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday.